Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, and those of you who wish you were. We are beginning the ending of the uh, Bobby Mack broadcast for this week. Getting underway, the fourth and final hour of the program. It is the bonus hour, and it is also, of course, the Friday free-for-all. The uh, all-skate, as we like to call it. So, uh, today's a day, whether I have brought up a topic of interest to you or not you want to talk about it feel free just grab the phone use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number 800-347-1063 want to text me use the common sense retirement planning text line number 71307 and my email address bob at 1063WORD.com. Great to have you along as we get rolling into the last hour for this week. You may have heard a caller earlier in the program served during the Vietnam era, the era of the Vietnam War, uh, pointed out he was not in Southeast Asia himself, not that that necessarily matters. But um, he was talking about the the unrest, um, and many of you of a certain vintage remember the uh, riots in Chicago at the uh, Democrat National Convention, uh, the uh, burnings, the uh, lootings uh, that were going on at the time, uh, sponsored, of course, uh, by the KGB and the Russians, who are propping up groups like uh, the Weathermen, later known as the Weather Underground, uh, SDS, the Students for a Democratic Society, all the groups that uh, Bill Ayers uh, was uh, a, a big part of. Uh, a, a guy whose opinion I respect a lot and whose intellect I admire, Professor Victor Davis Hansen from the Hoover Institution at Stanford University, wrote a piece uh, kind of on this theme uh, yesterday, the day before, called Why This Revolution Isn't Like the 60s. In the 1960s and early 70s, the U.S. was convulsed by massive protests calling for radical changes in the country's attitudes on race, class, gender, and sexual orientation. The Vietnam War and widespread college deferments were likely the fuel that ignited prior peaceful 
civil disobedience. Sometimes the demonstrations became violent, as with the Watts riots of 1965 and the protest at the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. Terrorists from the Weathermen bombed dozens of government buildings. The 60s revolution introduced to the country everything from hippies, communes, free love, mass tattooing, commonplace profanity, rampant drug use, rock music, and high divorce rates to the war on poverty, massive government growth, feminism, affirmative action, and race, gender, ethnic college curricula. The enemies of the 60s counterculture were the establishment, politicians, corporations, the military, and the square generation in general. Leftists targeted their parents who had grown up during the Great Depression. That generation had won World War II and returned to create a booming post-war economy. After growing up with economic and military hardship, they sought a return to comfortable conformity in the 1950s. A half century after the earlier revolution, today's cultural revolution is vastly different and far more dangerous. Government and debt have grown. Social activism is already institutionalized in hundreds of newer federal programs. The Great Society inaugurated a multi-trillion dollar investment in the welfare state. Divorce rates soared. The nuclear family waned. Immigration, both legal and illegal, skyrocketed. Thus, America is far less resilient and a far more divided, indebted, and vulnerable target than it was in 1965. Today, radicals are not protesting against 1950s conservatism, but rather against the radicals of the 1960s, who, as old liberals, now hold power. Now, many of the current enforcers, blue state, governors, mayors, and police chiefs, are from the left. Unlike Democratic Chicago Mayor Richard J. Daley in the 1960s, today's progressive civic leaders often sympathize with the protesters. The 60s protests were for radical assimilation and integration to uh, reify Martin Luther King Jr.'s agenda of making race incidental, not essential, to the American mindset. Not so with today's cultural revolution. It seeks to ensure that racial difference is the foundation of American life dividing the country between supposed non-white victims and purported white victimizers, past and present. In the 60s, radicals rebelled against their teachers and professors who were often highly competent and the products of fact-based and inductive education. Not so in 2020. Today's radicals were taught not by traditionalists, but by less educated, older radicals. Another chief difference is debt. Most public education in the 1960s was bare bones and relatively inexpensive. Because there were no plush dorms, latte bars, rock climbing walls, diversity coordinators, and provosts of inclusion, college tuition in real dollars was far cheaper. The result was that 1960s student radicals graduated without much debt and for all their hipness could encounter a booming economy with marketable skills. 
Today's angry graduates owe a collective $1.6 trillion in student loan debt, much of it borrowed for mediocre, therapeutic, and politicized training that fails to impress employers. College debt impedes maturity, marriage, child raising, home ownership, and the saving of money. In other words, today's radical is far more desperate and angry than his college gambit never paid off. Today's divide is also geographical in the fashion of 1861, not just generational as in the 1960s. The two blue coasts seem to despise the vast red interior and vice versa. Yet the scariest trait of the current revolution is that many of its sympathizers haven't changed much since the 1960s. Oh, they may be rich, powerful, influential, and older, but they are just as reckless and see the current chaos as the final victory in their own long march from the 60s. Corporations are no longer seen as evil, but as woke contributors to the revolution. The military is no longer smeared as warmongering, but praised as a government employment service where race, class, and gender agendas can be green-lighted without messy legislative debate. Unlike the 1960s, there are essentially no conservatives in Hollywood, on campuses, or in government bureaucracies. So the war no longer pits radicals against conservatives, but often socialists and anarchists against both liberals and conservatives. In the 60s, a huge silent majority finally had enough and elected Richard Nixon and slowed down the revolution by jailing its criminals, absorbing and moderating it. Today, if there is a silent mass of traditionalists and conservatives, they remain in hiding. If they stay quiet in their veritable mental monasteries and deplore the violence in silence, the revolution will steamroll on. But, as in the past, if they finally snap, decide enough is enough, and reclaim their country, then even this cultural revolution will sputter out too. Let us hope. Let us Remember the words of uh, Winston Churchill, never give up. That is uh, Professor Victor Davis Hanson uh, writing at uh, townhall.com. Yeah, and it, uh, Money Penny tells me it is now posted on our Facebook page as well. Quarter after six here on the Bobby Mac Show. Be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Great to have you along. Fourth and final hour of the Bobby Mack Show for this week. It is the bonus hour uh, coming up on 622 as we go back to the phones and head to uh, Anderson and bring in Mike here on the program. Hi, Mike, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I just want to call and let you know there's another reason why the president should allow that $600 a week to die on the vine. We just ate at a restaurant where the lady told us our drinks were free because we have to get them ourselves because all the wait staff has quit. Wow. All the wait staff has quit because they're being subsidized by the $600 additional uh, from the government? Yes. Man. Yeah, I, I knew that there was a lot of that, but I, I didn't realize it was quite this extensive. I mean, this is costing the business all that money that they don't get for the drinks that they uh, charge, usually charge customers for. Now they're having to give their drinks away to the customers. Man, and and I saw yesterday, I shared on the show, something like uh, 60% of, uh, of all the businesses, all the restaurant businesses that have closed out, 60% of them are gone and not coming back. Uh, that's true. I mean, a lot of that you get that blame on Governor Herbert Hoover, McCabe. Uh, yeah, master. I'm I'm telling you, uh, I, I have I have never seen, you know, President Trump did a tremendous job in uh, energizing and, and rebuilding the economy in three years. And yet look at what has happened in, in three or four months uh, as it's being destroyed around us. It, it's truly incredible. I hate seeing it. I really do. Me, too. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the call and uh, the information. Hope you have a good weekend, sir. Uh, Time for, uh, uh, maybe appropriately, time for uh, today's edition of Boneheads. Uh, Go right ahead, singers. Boneheads in the news. Uh, Yes, joined on Boneheads, as I always am, by uh, the Bobettes. That is, of course, Miss Moneypenny in her hazmat suit in the uh, studio. Uh, Is little Annie uh, with us uh, for this uh, segment, uh, Moneypenny? Not sure, but I'll find out. No, okay. Uh, We will check in and see. In the meantime... Uh, we like it when a bonehead story has a happy ending. I guess primarily because we don't see that many of them. Uh, Trevor Harwood out of Michigan saw that he had accidentally received a $3,500 Venmo payment from a complete stranger. Uh, it turns out it uh, was sent to him by mistake. Uh, here's, here's his uh, explanation for uh, how this went down. I was just out here golfing with my dad. I started not playing very well, so I kind of lost interest a little bit and checked out my phone. And it said, Isaac paid you $3,500. I thought, I really don't know this dude at all, you know? <laughs> I typed his name in. He said, oh, yeah, that's me. He's like, oh, it's okay. Just push it and pushed it. And there went the money. Please, you know, have a, have a good heart. I ended up messaging him back saying, you know, I'll send it back. 
but I'm pretty thirsty. But you can definitely buy, you know, a couple cases of beer. I don't care. Just, you know, if we can get the majority of it back, I'm more than happy. Uh, Isaac Nowak of Utah was trying to buy a camper and accidentally clicked on the wrong name. And uh, being the uh, nice guy that he is, uh, Trevor uh, obviously sent the money back to him. And being the smart guy that he is, he, he did up, uh, end up getting a, a $20 case of beer out of the situation, courtesy of Isaac uh, for being honest and uh, returning the money to yeah, him. How many nice people are out there now? Yeah, it makes you wonder, but uh, they are still there. Now, this one uh, sadly didn't end well. Maybe this could be an argument for airports not having a bar. That's not to say you couldn't show up at the airport already soused. A brawl erupted at the San Juan airport after a woman who obviously had been overserved refused to get off the plane. The pilot then had to cancel the flight, which led to, well, this. We have a intoxicated woman in the back of the aircraft that is refusing to get off of the aircraft. So, ma'am, if you want to get off this airplane, uh, you can either do it on your own or we're going to have to take you off the aircraft. Holy cow. I mean, people were just, you know, they're going nuts. <sighs> So uh, they, uh, in the middle of the uh, melee, they uh, dragged the woman off the plane, and a uh, flight had to be canceled. Man. There you go. There is uh, Boneheads uh, for today. 627 here on the Bobby Mack Show. May, I don't know. Maybe this may fall into the uh, Boneheads category as well. It's sort of from the rumor mill uh, department. Uh, There was a big story today at Fitz News, the uh, website out of Columbia, entitled The Thornblade Saga in Greer. Uh, Fitz News writing, for those of you who missed our bombshell, there are several scandals reportedly hanging like swords of Damocles over the affluent suburb, including allegations of missing money at the neighborhood country club and more seismic allegations of an alleged prostitution ring involving several wealthy men in Thornblade. Uh, Also accusations involving what uh, Fitz News sources described as an athletics team at a government-run high school in nearby Taylor's, although it's not immediately clear how that puzzle piece fits into the broader narrative. As uh, we reported earlier today, Fitz News writes, Law enforcement officers in the upstate are reportedly in possession of at least some video evidence related to the high school allegation, but we have been unable to confirm anything beyond that, save for the fact that it was reportedly sent to the spouse of someone mixed up in these matters. As for the country club scandal, we have received confirmation from multiple residents of Thornblade concerning the recent surcharge or assessment levied on them in the hopes of recouping some of the funds that have gone missing. According to our sources, the one-time surcharge amounted to $5,000 per member. It's not clear how much money was allegedly misplaced, but we have heard estimates that it may have eclipsed $500,000. 
Residents did not want to take the matter of the missing money to the police because they wanted to avoid any negative publicity for the neighborhood, per our sources. As of this writing, it remains unclear whether any law enforcement agency in the upstate is investigating the missing money. As for the other allegations, our news outlet is aggressively working its network of sources in the area in the hopes of getting additional information. Anyone with information is urged to contact us via our tip line. And as always, we keep our sources confidential. That is from the FITS, F-I-T-S, FITSnews.com. There you go. Now you know not the rest of the story, eh, but some of it. <laughs> 6.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Little Annie is ready to go in the news center. I'm right back on the other side with the last half of the bonus hour here on Friday. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, just kind of uh, cruising towards home here in the last half of the bonus hour on Friday. Great to have you along. 6.36 now, 24 before 7. Well, here we go again from uh, ZeroHedge.com. When it comes to overinflated coronavirus death counts, we recently outlined how a fatal motorcycle accident in Florida was added to the state's COVID-19 death toll. Still... No precise data shows just how overinflated death counts are on a state-by-state level. Uh, We have to rely on real journalism, such as a new report via CBS 12, local station in Palm Beach, that made a shocking discovery about deaths being incorrectly attributed to the uh, COVID-19. They reported a 60-year-old man who died from a gunshot blast to the head was labeled as a virus death. A 90-year-old man who fell and died from a hip fracture was another. Even a 77-year-old woman who died of Parkinson's disease was somehow labeled a virus-related death. Their I-Team investigation Uh, Looking at these uh, statistical anomalies, combed through the medical examiner's spreadsheet of all people who recently died of the virus in Palm Beach County. What they found were eight cases in which a person was counted as a COVID death, but did not have COVID listed as a cause or contributing cause. Uh, For more color, 
on how a COVID-19 death is determined, it must be an immediate or underlying cause of death. So a gunshot to the head, a falling accident, and or Parkinson's disease certainly don't fit the defined criteria of classifying these deaths as virus-related. Residents in South Florida are furious about the overinflated death toll. I think it's completely misleading, said Rachel Ede, a Palm Beach County resident who's been researching the issue. We need to remove these cases that are not COVID exclusive, and we need to be giving people that information, she said. She is one of the plaintiffs in a lawsuit suing Palm Beach County for its mask mandate. She told the I-Team she's been digging around in medical reports and said out of the 581 deaths, only 169 are listed as COVID-19 with no contributing factors. Less than half. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently told Fox News that his staff has been informed about virus deaths also being incorrectly reported. Uh, the governor saying, I think the public, when they see the fatality figures, they want to know who died because they caught the virus, the flu. If you're just in a car accident, and we've had other instances where there is no real relationship, but it's still been counted, we want to look at that and see how uh, pervasive that issue is as well. The Palm Beach County uh, ME's office, the medical examiner and operations manager, Paul Petrino, told the I-Team the eight cases were, in fact, errors. He said his medical staff uh, was in the process of relabeling those deaths. Uh, you may recall we pointed out last week how virus deaths could be overinflated and uh, have been in numerous other instances. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, and, and sadly I've been falling down on this, and I apologize for that. Uh, I got a text message or email, one or the other, uh, suggesting that uh, given the stress level of the current environment between uh, the Kung flu and uh, all the uh, anarchy that uh, we're seeing exhibited in the streets, might be a good idea to give us something a little uplifting. And the suggestion was to play a, a patriotic song every day. So we're going to do that going forward. And we'll move them around from one hour to another so it's not exclusive. And uh, people in various day parts or various parts of the program uh, get to hear them. Uh, we've already done uh, Ray Charles uh, and uh, America the Beautiful. And, uh, and several others. Today, I thought we'd uh, take a military bent and uh, bring in the guys from 8th and I. That would be the uh, Marine Corps Band. So, uh, jarheads everywhere, uh, stand up and salute to the Marine Corps hymn.
tell you what, if that won't stir the blood, I don't know what will. There you go. The uh, theme song of the Big Green Machine. For everybody who ever uh, stood in the painted footsteps at uh, Paris Island, uh, including uh, my dad and uh, his brother, Uncle Mac. Once a Marine and all that. Marine Corps hymn, our patriotic tune of the day. Quarter before seven here on the Bobby Mac Show. Be right back. Riba, riba. Andale, andale. The low rider. 651 closing minutes of the Bobby Mack show here for this week and for today. In on the text line, 71307. Bobby, I am getting so sick and tired of this black and white thing. How about we do this? White people can apologize for buying slaves and treating them badly. Black people can, can apologize uh, for killing other Africans while invading villages to capture their own race and selling them at the docks for the highest bidder. Or we can both say we weren't part of that moment in time. And I'll go out for a beer. I'm just saying. From uh, Joe. Uh, Bobby, Chinese handlers have taken this thing to an entirely new level. Uh, Bobby, uh, the Russians feared us and would only take things so far. The Chinese do not fear us now, and I'm afraid neither do the Russians. Uh, Bobby, what Clemson may lose is nothing compared to the end of the NFL and what they will lose this year. Didn't I see yesterday they're going to allow social justice messages on the players' helmets? Is this the same league that uh, refused to allow uh, players to uh, put uh, messages out there by the color of the cleats? They wore or a message on their shoes uh, for conservative causes or for support of the police, as the Dallas Cowboys wanted to do a number of years ago. Holy cow. Um, And I believe that that catches me up. Uh, All these uh, corporations and businesses that are busy virtue signaling uh, to the left to uh, show how woke they are. Uh, they are they're not going to do it uh, without uh, paying a price. Ratings for the A&E Network have plummeted since it canceled the hit police reality show Live PD on June 10th, a sign of how much the network relies on law enforcement programming. Average primetime viewership for A&E 
between June 11 and June 19th was 498,000. That is down almost half from the same period last year. And this is according to data from Nielsen, the uh, measuring service. In the key demographics of 18 to 49 and 25 to 54, the declines are 55% and 53% respectively. The show, which follows police on their rounds in multiple cities simultaneously, averaged about 2 million viewers for its Friday and Saturday night episodes, uh, repeatedly re-aired on other days and spawned several successful spinoff shows, also canceled. Uh, A&E, co-owned by Disney and Hearst, dropped Live PD uh, in the wake of the... uh, incident in uh, Minneapolis yeah good move if you don't mind cutting your audience in half immediately holy cow wrap things up for today and uh, and for this week hope you have a great weekend see you back on Monday God bless who does the mask man the mask man beat you yep I wonder who he was Beats me who does the mask man the mask man beat you yep I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay. I don't know. Why don't you try it? Okay. Who was that masked man anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay. I don't know. Why don't you try it? Okay. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.